weekend, like the previous two weekends, I spent some time watching some former games. And one of those former games back in 1988 as Kansas took down Oklahoma national title game. Danny Manning was at the center of that. And one of my favorite national title games was one that he was an assistant coach for where Derek Rose and Memphis, they're set to win the national title in San Antonio 2008. But Mario Chalmers hits a big shot after the Tigers miss a ton of free throws. And all of a sudden, the game turns in overtime. Kansas wins the national title. Danny was an assistant on that team. And now we're being joined by the head coach of the Demon Deacons, Danny Manning. And I want to talk about a lot of different things with you. Appreciate you spending the time. But are you like many of us? Cooped up in your house. Did you take any time to watch yourself in the 88 title game that was showing this weekend? I did not watch that game. No, I've watched it a couple of times, and uh, I'm, I'm very comfortable with the outcome. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, I did not partake in watching the 88 championship game the last time it was shown on TV. You're the head coach of the Deeks. We haven't heard from you in a few weeks since the season ended. The national title game, it would have been played tonight. So I am interested in some of your feelings going into that 88 game and also as an assistant coach, the one in 2008 with Mario Chalmers hitting the big shot. But let's get to a couple housekeeping notes here. Take me to about four weeks ago. Were you able that week to get all your exit interviews done with your players before everything shut down? Um, you know what? Probably not the way that we normally do it. Um, so, you know, what we're doing now, like everybody else for the most part, is you're doing a lot of uh, chats, video chats, and, 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 you know, conference calls and things of that nature. So that's how we're staying connected to our young men now. Um, you know, they've got a unique situation. Not all, all college students do at this point in time because of how the – process is going in terms of the classes now are all online and online tutoring so um, our guys are doing well it's, it's an adjustment but you know it is what we have to go through and um, the best route for all of us right now how about for yourself I know after the year it's John Curry's policy to go over the season with each of his coaches have you had a chance to do that via via zoom chat with the director of athletics at Wake Forest Yes, we are. We're we're going through those now. Um, you know, we've yeah. So we're we're, we're still going through those now, and um, you know, I look I look forward to more continued meetings. What assurances, if any, has he given you that you'd be the Wake Forest head basketball coach for next season? Well, you know, for me, it's just I'm moving forward as as I'm going to be here. That's always been my thought process. That's what I said when the season ended, and that's how I feel. So you know, we're continuing to to move forward and doing the things necessary to get us prepared um, for this new normal that we're in right now. Danny Manning with the Sear Wake Forest head basketball coach. I've been reading a lot about your successes on the recruiting trail. Uh, I've been getting some text messages from people saying that you've been recruiting your butt out on the road and we've seen some of the results there, but paint the picture for me, what recruiting has looked like for you in isolation. Phone calls, text messages, emails. <laughs> you know, um, you, obviously we do, we do um, our staff meetings, conference calls, and, and things of that nature. 
Um, but, you know, right now it's just a lot of phone calls. It's a lot of text, um, you know, because, you know, the the young men on our team right now, I mean, we, we have a feel for their schedule, but, you know, the young men that we're recruiting, um, you know, they have different schedules. And so just trying to find different windows of time where we can catch up with our recruits and obviously stay connected with our current players is the biggest challenge for us right now. And, um, you know, sometimes you're in an area with great reception and sometimes you're not. So you end up dropping calls and things of that nature. So you just have to be um, consistent and persistent and and continuing to reach out and trying to connect. What about not necessarily re-recruiting your guys, but figuring out what their best path is going to be? Do you expect Chondi Brown or Olivier Saar to explore the NBA draft process? Well, you know what? I mean, neither one of those guys have done it, and I think that's a, a great piece of information for them to, to, to have. Um, and so, you know, I, 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 I would be okay with it, you know, just from the standpoint of you, you, you can do it and, and it's an available to you. And, um, you know, certainly want those guys to have as much information as possible and us also. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely um, – under the the mindset that that's going to happen. But I just feel like that with college basketball in general, that's what a lot of young men do, um, especially if they haven't done that going into their senior year. So um, I I would anticipate that happening, yes. When you're a CEO of a business, when you're at the head of any organization, heck, if you're playing at the top level of college basketball, coaching at the top level like you're doing right now or playing in the NBA, you're not new to criticism heck as a sports talk radio host I have people telling me I'm the best or the worst almost on a daily basis so I know you're not uh that's not new to you but there are a lot of concerned Wake Forest fans because of the last few years considering what they were accustomed to in the 90s and the 2000s uh about the direction of Wake basketball what would you say to somebody who simply says ah one NCAA tournament in six years Danny He's he's not the right guy to lead this ship. What would you say to that person? Well, I mean, you know, you, you have your fans, and, and they want to be um, supportive of the team, and they're going to have certain um, goals and aspirations as fans. And But, you know, the bottom line is, we, you know, share the same common goal, and that is to help produce more history and tradition for the program, help our young men, graduate from a great university and get prepared for life and um that's that's at the end of the day i mean that's that is my goal is to help these young men get prepared for life and we do it through basketball and we need to win a lot of games along the way in the process and and that's always the goal so you know for me um you know our fans want to get to the NCAA tournament and that's what we want to do as well since we don't have any information to the contrary let's assume for now Chandi and Olivier are going to be back for 2020-2021 this winter, this fall. In terms of talent, what excites you about what's returning? Well, I'm excited about our front line. I mean, I like our whole team in general, but I think we've got some really good experience on our front line with Olivier being third team, all ACC last year and receiving quite a few votes for most improved player. Um, I think that's really encouraging. Sean D. Brown um, coming back for his senior year is, is really encouraging. He averages about 12 and 6. Isaiah Musius was playing some really good basketball for us towards the t- tail end of the season. Um, Ishmael Masood had a really solid freshman campaign. 
So, you know, those guys took some steps, and they're all coming back. And then we're going to add Tariq Ingram and then Sunday back from, from their injuries. We've got a talented freshman coming in that's going to contribute, and, and Odie was spectacular last year in his role for us. So I'm really excited about our, our, our front line. Um, I think our guards have potential to be really talented. I thought Jacoby really played well, especially down the stretch for us. He was our second-leading um, assist guy and, and had a positive assist-to-turnover ratio. I'm excited about um, the recruits that we have coming in. All those guys are very talented and athletic, and they are going to contribute right off the bat from day one. So I really like the mix of guys that we have. I like their personalities, and they all get along very well. So I'm really excited about this upcoming season. Um, but until we get there, I mean, we're in – we're all in a unique situation right now. And so, um, you know, right now the best way for us to stay connected is reaching out to one another and, and phone calls and, and group chats and, and things of that nature. And um, hopefully once we get back all on campus, we can line it all up and, and get set for a great season. To add to what you're saying a little bit, Jacoby Neath, he had double-figure scoring games in four of the last six games of the year. We know about your track record with big men. You do an excellent job dating back to your days at Kansas of developing these guys, and you have a ton of them to deal with this next year on paper. I mean, the idea, I don't even know the last time Wake Forest had more than one all-ACC player. I know that Bryant Crawford was close in 2017, and John Collins was a first-team all-ACC guy. On paper, is this team on par with the most talent you had on a singular team? I'm excited about it, you know, I mean, and, and, but, you know, that's hard to answer right now, Josh, from the standpoint of this is once we get back together, you know, there's going to take some, take some time for all of all student athletes to, to get back into the swing of things in regards to what they're doing now, because, you know, a lot of guys don't have the access that they've had in the past to, to work out, to getting into the gym and things of that nature. So, Yes, I'm excited about it, but it's also going to take a little time to, to, to build that base back up and really know what you have going into the season. Wake Forest head basketball coach Danny Manning with us. I want to shift things to this. How do the nerves of being on the bench for a national title game in 2008 compare to the nerves you felt as a younger man playing for Kansas in 1988? Um, the nerves were much greater in 2008 as an assistant coach and they were in 1988 as Why? a player. Um, <clears throat> I think as a player, you're, you're a little naive to the situation and to everything that goes into it. And uh, there's a certain level of invincibility that you feel that you have at that age and also as a player. You know, when you're working out as a player, it's, you know, my goal or our goal is to win this or, and, or to do this or get to this level. Um, as a coach, you realize all the things that go into that and how fortunate you have to be um, for all those things to line up and to happen. And so, you know, as a coach, you know, you're going through the different plays that they run, the different personnel pieces they put out there on the court, foul trouble, things of that nature, who's playing well, who's not playing well. You know, as a player, you know, you don't quite hit all those thinking points at certain times throughout the course of the ballgame. We learned this weekend Tim Duncan inducted into – the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, which is a big monumental thing for him, but also for Wake Forest as well. What's your best Tim Duncan encounter for your four or five years in the league where you guys overlapped? Um, I couldn't guard him. That was probably it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm 
I'm not by myself in that situation, but I mean, you know, I remember uh, matching up against Tim and those talented Spurs teams and trying to make them work really hard to get a catch, and he catches the ball where he wants to and jab, step, bank off the glass or shot fake, go past. So he was a tremendous player, one of the best to ever do it, and, and so happy for him to, to be going into the Hall of Fame. Obviously, we're very proud um, of that as Demon Deacons. But, yeah, he was a handful. He, he was something um, to guard out there, and um, not a lot of people could do it. And that's why he's one of the best to, to ever lace them up and, and play the game, especially at that power forward. Yeah, and we've got Tony Rutland, who's going to share some Wake Forest stories with Timmy uh, a little bit later on. But is that the most helpless you felt in the post in the NBA, or is it somebody else you faced? Oh no, no. I'll play you know, I've been I was very fortunate and blessed and had the opportunity to try to guard some, some great players, but probably the uh the most helpless is probably trying to guard Shaq, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, just from the standpoint of his girth and his size and his athletic ability. Um, he was he was something special, um, in terms of that type of player with his skill set. You know, a lot of people don't give Shaq the credit he deserves for a skill set, but, but his, his size was tremendous and how he moved and jumped and elevated was uh, something to behold. And, um, you know, he, he changed the game from the standpoint of when he was at his best in his prime, there was always one or two guys on every roster that their job was to match up against Shaq when they played Shaq's team. Danny Manning with us here and see since you're the head coach of Wake Forest and has been have been in that position for the last half dozen years extended um you've probably had encounters with the late Carl Tacey who passed away last week one of the great Wake Forest coaches and I thought Ed Harden of the Greensboro News and Record did a great job in capturing him in a story last week talking about being a guy who didn't mind being modest never really attracted attention to himself, but would give advice if it was uh, inquired for. What are your memories of the late Carl Tacey? Um, you know, for me, it, it goes back to high school, um, playing in high school games and seeing him standing on the sidelines or under the basket at a, at a high school game um, and then watching his teams play. Um, you know, for me, growing up in Greensboro, Wake Forest was the – ACC team that I could put my eyes on and kind of wrap my hands around in terms of them playing in Greensboro, um, you know, the majority of the time that I was there. And so, um, you know, the way he carried himself, the way his teams played, the talented players that he had, the great coaches, um, he was just somebody that I definitely respected. And, and um, you know, the longer you're in the coaching profession, you admire someone who gets a nickname of, of gentleman um, because it's, certain points of uh, the career of, of all of us and, and different people, you know, that, that adjective, a gentleman, is not thrown out there that much. And, um, you know, he's someone that I definitely would like to emulate in, in that regard and helping our young people continue to grow and develop and carry myself with, uh, you know, in the right way. I'll let you go with this. Robert and a couple people on the show here, we've been trying to think of things we can ask each guest about that's relatable to everybody who might be listening in their homes or might be essential workers in their car. If you're hemmed up in your house, are you somebody who's doing a lot of the cooking in the house or are you giving DoorDash a workout or trudging out there just to go through the drive-through route? How are you getting most of your food? 
I don't know if I should even answer that, to be honest with you, because I might incriminate myself in some way, shape, or fashion. So uh, <laughs> I think takeout. I know, think we, takeout and drive-throughs are fine. I think. I think that's okay. Yeah, I mean, takeout and drive-throughs are we've we've used those, and also, you know, my, my wife is a wonderful cook, and she's making sure that we have different uh, meal options throughout the course of uh, our. our confinement i guess or quarantine yeah. so yeah that's we're doing a little bit of everything but you know we're trying to uh our kids are getting on us about making sure we stay home a little bit more than doing the the takeout so we're, we're trying to adhere to our, our, our children's wishes to a certain extent danny i really do appreciate you coming on answering a couple difficult questions while doing so you've always been great to us it's appreciated that you'd find the time for us today all right, thanks a lot. Have a great day. You got it. That's Danny Manning, the head coach of Wake Forest Basketball. I'm interested in what thoughts you might have on what he had to say as a Wake Forest fan. We're taking your calls now at 336-777-1600 on Twitter at Sports Hub Triad. We're getting a lot of reaction to this interview. If you have thoughts, 336-777-1600. That and Robert's WrestleMania report are next.